0: we
1: one, two. Well, I can't hear anything in my headphones for some reason. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hmm. Can you hear me now? Yes. I kind of can. When Kim put the headphones back in, I think that she switched around the... Uh,
2: Kim, you word. can't read. There's just four. She not literate very well. <laughs> she didn't
1: do that reading. What did that lady say? Would she... Okay, so gang, we had a lady visitor the other day. <laughs> she stopped in while I was doing some writing work and she was asking about how you find the podcast which is always really fun because just random people will stop in not knowing who we are or what we do think we're a shop yeah just random local people who don't know what a podcast is or anything like that so they'll just see the sign on the wall that just says the name of the podcast or that they'll just see some recording equipment and they'll knock on the door so they have no idea who we are (laughs) and so josh and i were in here doing some work and this lady opens the door and she's like, excuse me, how do I watch this thing? Bless was, her heart. I know. And I was like, well, you have to listen to it. It's audio. And She goes, oh, yeah, I know. I don't talk right. <laughs> <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> that was At least just, she's honest. <laughs> right. That was just the funniest thing. So we had a little conversation and she kept saying, watching it. And I kept reminding her, well, you can't watch it. Like it's not video. You have to listen to it. Right. And so she just kept, oh,
2: I know. I just don't speak right. My brain's a little wired differently. Yeah, I just
1: don't talk right is what she kept saying.
2: I tell that to people sometimes. Sorry, my wires aren't crossing right today. Right. I just don't speak right. That was just quite lovely. Whoever that woman was.
1: I doubt that maybe she did figure out how to listen and she'll listen to this. But that was just
2: quite lovely. (laughs) She had no idea who we were. Yeah, the trophies bring people in. We have a case of them by the door and always be like oh i saw all these awards i wanted Mm -hmm. to come in and know what you and as soon as i say podcast usually the elderly person just kind of tones out after they're like oh okay well you all have a good day speaking of awards josh
1: your brother here is another award-winning oh yes i won an award over the weekend the prestigious award Yes, I participated. Look here, so I have thin fit friends, right <laughs> and they talked me into doing some crazy stuff every once in a while, and they like going on these long bike rides, long like yeah, like miles. twenty thirty forty five fifty mile bike rides, crazy bike rides, right? So they wanted to go on this bike ride over the weekend in Ohio, and I agreed to do it, right now, it's called tour day (laughs) donut such a fun name such fun marketing and the idea is you bike all these miles and then they have these little stops and then at the stops you eat donuts and the more donuts you eat the more time they take off your overall time (laughs) and for each donut you eat they remove five minutes from your time so there was two thousand people jesus yeah i mean and they're all fit people nice bikes this is a very serious biking event like it's a beautiful town beautiful area outside of Dayton Ohio right and here me and my friends we all go for the weekend super fun so the donuts are these huge donuts, so good, so delicious. Right? <laughs> and I just go in there for fun, you know. Like I'm just thinking, these people know that I'm not a serious biker. You know, I'm just there to have fun with my friends, right? So I'm riding alone. I just have my headphones in, listening to podcasts and music. Make you know. my way downtown. Well, the Barbie song kept coming on. <laughs> I just kept thinking, oh, I need to go watch. That I do Barbie too. Movie. So, you know, I'm just having the best time, I'm just taking it slow on the trail, you know, doing whatever. Well, I have a recumbent bike and all these thin, that th- people, all these, I can't even say the word right. <laughs> it just sounds wrong in my mouth. Fit. All these thin, fit people are just riding along, you know, doing their own thing. And, and I'm just doing my own thing. And I thought of you, Josh, because there were police officers stationed at roads to stop traffic for all the bikers, right? Ooh. There was this man this police officer Ooh. who was stopped traffic right
2: just in your tone i already yeah.
1: like <laughs> He stop traffic and he had these nice sunglasses and he was shaved just right and <laughs> he had this stance and i just thought god i'm so glad josh isn't here because he would pull his bike over and just lick the side of his face <laughs> like we were getting so much trouble no, just, I,
2: that's when I'd fake an illness. Oh, help, uh-huh. I'm, I'm injured, he I was, need carried. He just was so
1: chiseled, you know, just that perfect look of the perfect police officer male <laughs> that every female <laughs> and gay male just looks after, and I just, like, Josh would wreck his bike. <laughs> well, on the way back... <laughs> <laughs> Go swallow a donut hole in <laughs> front of him. <laughs> right. Look at this long, John. But anyway, so on the way back, I was the only one who was crossing the road so he stopped traffic for me right and so it was really nice of him to stop traffic i figured that he would wait till people caught up with me to stop traffic for more people why waste his time you know but he stopped the traffic and so i said thank you sir and he said you're welcome he had this little this little voice (laughs) you're welcome yeah it was so cute and I just thought, well, that kind of like ruined his whole persona he had going on. Like this manly. Stay away from steroids, kids. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so funny. you no problem, girl. But anyway, so all of my friends and I were all there and we're doing this biking thing. Well, they give out awards based on whatever entrance you're going into. Well, because I was in the recumbent bikes, evidently they have their own section, that's the sit-down bikes, like the ones that yeah. you're like low to the ground for those yeah. that don't know. Yeah, so they're the bikes that are low to the ground, have three wheels. So they go really, really quick. Some people will put flags on them just so the car see you. But they're really, really cool. So anyway, in the app, you can see like how you place and everything like that. Oh, God. So I look at the app because I'm like, oh, I wonder what placement I am. Like what thousandth of place am I among the <laughs> recumbents, you know. And I'm looking and I'm like, oh gosh. And after they total the donuts, it's like third place. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna get sick. Like I don't want to go up there. Yeah, they're gonna call my name in front of all these people oh, to stay on God. the podium and get an award. It's sure enough, they had to call I did, yeah. So there's a picture. I'll have to put it on the Patreon thing <laughs> so that the listeners can see it. It's so embarrassing. I get up there on the podium, right? And there were two guys up there with me. And they've been doing it for the last five years, they said. And the guy next to me who was in first place, he's like, well, this ain't fair. You're taller than I am, you know? And I oh, was he, like, he's standing on the Sorry. top
2: podium and you're still bigger. Yeah, yeah.
1: But it was just so fun. And I'm a, now a, a tour, biking tour, tour award to donut winning third place winner. Person. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah. So now when Josh and I go places, I'm just going to be like one of us. <clears throat> has an award for a biking tour
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: uh, we'll let you guess which one it is the thin one or the fat one right. <laughs> you know, they'll never guess it's
2: me that's how we can get <laughs> some extra money but like i'll bet you 20 dollars it was him they'll be like no right And then we're like it was called Tour to donut and here's yeah the
1: and then they'll be like oh, okay yeah it was you
2: I love it in the picture, too. You can tell you're nervous because your hands are just straight down on the sides. You're just like, oh, I don't want to be. I did not want to (laughs) win. No. Oh, yeah. The last thing you want
1: is for them to call your name when you're an overweight person at an exercise event. And then like you have to go in front of all these people and you're like, oh, hey, guys, I cheated. (laughs) There were donuts involved and I ate some. Why y'all couldn't (laughs) keep
2: up? Look at them. Yeah,
1: yeah. So those thin fit people didn't see me coming, you know, it was a really fun event though. I I had a good time genuinely. And yeah, it was just a fun weekend. It was in Troy, Ohio. If you've never been, it's such a cute town. They have a beautiful downtown, but a little fun thing was the next morning I was carrying back coffee from breakfast, right. And didn't get hurt or anything during the bike ride. It it went great. (sighs) this is what i get for being such a good person i'm in the hallway carrying my coffee and i went to like move over for these two people walking in the hallway Uh, i freaking trip and i tried not to spill my drink as i'm falling and i ended up trying to catch myself i've bruised my ankle and i've almost sprained my wrist i know I mean, survive the bike ride. <laughs> but the, the hotel... The hotel the next morning, though, Trying to took be me kind out. to strangers. I know. I'm done with it. I can't be <laughs> kind to people. Totally over it. It's going to it. bulldoze right through them next time. Yeah. Next time, I'll be like, get out of my way. You can fall. <laughs> I'm an award-winning <laughs> right. biker. Get out of my way. I move for no one. <laughs> well, the next morning, there were some people at breakfast, you know, and there was these older ladies talking with one of the workers who was serving breakfast at the hotel, and they were like, I haven't seen any of the bikers around here. And I'm like, those stupid old women, they don't even, they see me and they do not recognize <laughs> that I was one of the bikers. I'm like, the
2: third place winner, yeah, lady. They
1: I was like, how rude that they would just assume that I am not a biker. Granted, if I saw me out in public, I would assume that I'm not a biker,
2: but... Oh. They always, that's saying, don't assume you'll make I an know. ass out of you and me. Next time I'm going to carry my award around with me.
1: <laughs> hey guys, look at this. Just going to sit this
2: right here. Get the picture on a t-shirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You here need to a, get a picture of your bike too on the right. back. Josh, look what I have. Uh, He has the first one of the season. And This is my first one of the
1: season. Yes, it's a pumpkin spice latte psl
2: oh he is basic Mm, i am
1: so basic anytime i go get one they always think it's for a female in the car like (laughs) here you go that's so nice of you to come out here to get some of this oh he's getting
2: it for his wife Mm. how's it taste oh my god nutmeg clove cinnamon Mm. Mm. does it have a pumpkin flavor to it or is it just the pumpkin spices you know what
1: it tastes like i could deal with people today okay you know what i'm talking about i know that flavor yeah it it tastes like i may not hurt someone (laughs) like for the next 20 minutes i could deal with some people
2: life has validation for the next not a lot of people
1: but yeah i could talk to some people some people could open the
2: door and i could talk to them i got me a nice southern bell tea thing energy whatnot from the shop next door now, gang, we have to tell you,
1: in our building here, there are some other shops lingering around, you know. And so there's a hairdresser here. There's a barber. There's an attorney. It's all one-stop shop for a all. A shop. Really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Massage therapist lady.
2: And a therapist.
1: <laughs> yeah. And one day, Josh and I were in here working. And there was a child screaming down the hallways. And... You have never wanted to be one of those people who just like finds a witch who can like sacrifice this child more oh, right than when, here, honey <laughs> right then when there's a, some random child who is just screaming down the hallway and their parents aren't taking care of this child anyway, so this child is going up and down this hallway screaming in this public building i don't know why, where their parents were, but anyway, eventually the mom comes out and they go to leave and As they go to go out the front door, which is near our office, you can hear the child go, Mom, where are you going to take me? And Josh, without missing a beat, goes to the fire station.
2: (laughs) There's a nice box there. I think you'll have fun playing in.
1: (laughs) And I almost fall out my chair because Josh said it in such a dry tone. But you also have to understand, like, for the last 30 minutes, we just heard this child scream up and down this hallway, running a mess. And the funny thing about that is, I don't get mad at the child. I'm getting mad at, where is this a parent? Right. Like, knowing that you are in a public building.
2: Give them a toy, put a screen in front of yeah. their face, anything to keep them from...
1: And sleep. heaven forbid we want to record or something. Like, there's no recording if there is some child running up and down the hallway screaming.
2: Right. And this was, like, a toddler. A child that, you know, was old enough to have coping skills to be quiet in a business area. Not like yeah. a, an infant. And, you know, I... Children are valid and they deserve their spot on this earth, too. But I have to, like, choke down the words... <laughs> stop forcing your lifestyle upon me every time a child's screaming in a restaurant which happened to me yesterday tried to go have a nice quiet breakfast and there was just so many kids Mm. there screaming i'm like i can't even hear myself think right well i think what got me
1: in this instance was that not one time did i hear that person's parent try to hush that child be like hey you know there are other people in this building let's hush it nope it was like Let's just let them run up and down this hallway so that we don't okay. have to take care of them for the next half an hour so I can get my nails done. Oh, yeah.
2: That's why most parents I've noticed, do uh, when they go to, like, the grocery store or something, they're like, oh, free babysitter for a half yeah. an hour. Oh, Ugh. my God. It was so annoying. But Josh just killed me when he said that without missing a beat. How about the fire station? How about the fire station? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Literally about fell out my seat. I used to want kids, but now I'm like, no,
1: why? No. (laughs) Well, then we got on the whole topic of the fire station thing because in our local area, not like in our town, it made it to the local news, which would have been out of Fort Wayne, likely, you know, they have the whole fire station thing where if you don't want your child, your newborn, you can drop your child off at the fire station. And in this instance, someone had done that. And so they started reporting on it with photos of the child and stuff. And Josh was just like, he brought up kind of a good point. He's like, I don't think that they should be advertising on the news. Another one
2: surrendered.
1: Yeah. With like photos and, you know, videos of this child, because whoever dropped that child off, they're going to have people on their life knowing that they're now missing a child. And that child, you know, like,
2: Hey, they were pregnant.
1: Yeah. So and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. If that was a mom who made that hard choice and another mom could be considering that, knowing that they're going to advertise that all over the news, right, would likely not make her want to go do that. I, you know, and that would, could put the baby in a worse
2: situation, yeah. the mom
1: in a bad situation. So I was just like, oh, yeah, Josh, that's really, that's I mean, a it's, really good point. It's
2: supposed to be all anonymous. And what I didn't like about it is that, you know, if, the mother who did bring her baby to that box, if she sees that on the news or reads it in the paper, it might make her feel shame, which she should not at all. Yeah. And I just, I'm like, mm, let's not. To me, I just saw it as another, like, uh, it could be possibly shaming towards yeah. the mother, and I didn't like that.
1: Yeah, I saw the other side of it. Maybe they wanted the message to go out so that whoever did leave it did know that they found the baby. The baby was saved. right. So I saw that point of it, but I definitely can see the other side of it that if someone was thinking about it, like, oh my gosh, like that's going to be all over the news. My family's going to know that suddenly I was
2: pregnant. Now I'm not. And they just found a baby, you know? Yeah. The article was like, another infant surrendered. This is the most popular box in yeah. the midwest i'm like when? like yeah. it's one of six well when I'm, i was watching the news they were showing footage and stuff
1: and i'm just like huh? yeah i'd be not doing right. that stuff. it's anonymous <laughs> yeah like let's not do <laughs> let, let's not do this right <laughs> yeah let's be a little more secretive about that i
2: think but again you know i come from a little bit of a background of some anonymous rendezvous and that's like me telling (laughs) a man i'm a non you know or down low for those down low people out there and then doing it and then oh i'm gonna go tell the whole town (laughs) well i didn't say who it was but he lives here and he works around the night it didn't sit right with me i get it's given publicity to that letting mothers know that you can do this and your baby will be safe but i don't want any mother to have to feel shame about that decision because that would be it's hard enough to make i'm sure i mean i've never had to make it but there's also been a few times on a lonely weekend where i thought about putting myself in the box at the fire station (laughs) myself they open it up hello boys boys. then you actually see what they look like and oh never mind (laughs) (laughs) my home ain't that unhappy i'll go
1: (laughs) Well, Josh, would you like to go ahead and go forward with
2: your mystery? Yes. My mystery for today is one of the most powerful beings that I have covered thus far. She is older than the belief in Yahweh and even Satan, and is known as the mother of demons, Adam's first wife, the Lilitu, Odom, Amorpho, Lilith, the divine seductress, or mother, as I like to call her. Shane, I know, is familiar with her from the video game Diablo, which portrays her as a huge multi-horned demon who first appears with a giant cape made of flesh. Mm -hmm. Imagine the dry cleaning bill for that thing. Right. Before I go any further, I do want to thank some of our Patreon subscribers here on Mystery Inc.'s episode. We literally could not do this podcast without you, and we wanted to thank you for your support. And honest to Jesus, thank you to Debbie Tumillo, Anne McGann, Misty Tanzer, Doreen Woods, Alisa Ferrari, Anastasia Rezniak, Madeline Thornton, Mo Deering, and Megan Vahey. We will start giving shout-outs to all of our patrons as another thank you for your continued support.
1: I will also say that it's so fun to be able to send people postcards when they sign up for Patreon. Oh, yes. Because, like figuring out where our listeners and our supporters are coming from and being able to send postcards. We live in a really small town in Wabash, Indiana, and our mailman comes into our studio, and we you know, like actually have to hand him our mail. So when we have postcards, we hand him these postcards. So it's really cool to have these addresses to all over, not only the U.S., but the world.
2: Yeah, and figuring out how many stamps it takes. <laughs> Yeah, to go to Australia. Yeah, it's really cool. I love it. And when I write them, I always think, like, oh, they're going to get it. And then be like, oh, his handwriting's so sloppy, but this is funny. (laughs) Oh, Josh. And I have to tell you. So
1: I was talking to Kim, and in our last episode, we talked about when she was getting her colonoscopy. Oh, yes. And I had pranked her by changing the temperature in our hotel room. Well, I have a photo that I took. Now she's in her pajamas. When she kept going to check the thermostat. Yeah. And she told me today that I'm allowed to post it on our Patreon. Oh, good. (laughs) Now she's in her pajamas. I had to really talk her into it. So before she changes her mind, I'm going to post it in there today. (laughs) So if you're listening and you're a Patreon supporter, look for
2: Kim in her pajamas. You get to see the skimpy little (laughs) floor-length gown (laughs) that Kim is like
1: (laughs) Yeah, now don't forget, boys... She's single. She is single. She's single and she is desperate. She's ready to mingle and -hmm. she can't have any more kids. That's a perk. Now, if you are desperate and you got a little money and you got a good credit score, she is all
2: yours. She likes slow walks on the beach, concerts. Real slow. (laughs) Real slow. Driving around cemeteries. Mm -hmm. Ooh, baby. How you doing? Kim, we're going to get you a sugar daddy. (laughs) 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 She's going
1: to literally This is all going to be cut out (laughs) We're going to be on a True Crime Podcast episode soon If we go missing,
2: (laughs) look for Kim Well, those of you who are not Patrons yet, don't worry There is a new day tomorrow And it ain't been touched yet Uh, Southern phrase (laughs) of the day And you can go to Patreon.com slash Mystery Inc And join today Then you can also join our Apple Podcast
1: I will just say Super quick, that they are upgrading their processing ability, so that they are going to start sharing more information to us. Oh, good. Yeah. So I think that they're going to start sharing like people's names and information like that. So as of right now, if you are listening on Apple Podcast to us, we have no idea who you are. <laughs> so if you are just a number, yeah. So if you are paying for the premium in your listening. We have no idea who you are, so we can't send you a postcard. Right. And we cannot do those things. So you would need to contact us so that we can send you these things, because we would like to send you things. But we just don't know how. (laughs) We don't know who you are.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Just another number, and I hate that, because I hate feeling like just another number. (laughs) Because Apple
1: doesn't want to tell us who you are yet. But eventually, they said that they will tell us, but not yet. So... You can do that. You, If you want to listen on Apple Podcasts, you can
2: do that. But you just need to tell us who you are for right now. So we can mispronounce your names on our next episode. <laughs> yes, because it
1: did sound like <laughs> Josh was summoning a demon <laughs> right. with everyone's last names, I will just say. <laughs> I love them, though. Especially, I am partial to... The Ferrari
2: tech. OMG. Right. I, do, I did look her up. I'm like, is she related? She's from Italy. Is she, you know... But yeah. I guess it's a common name there. Is it? I was Ferrari? like, oh, I guess. That makes sense. Now, Miss Ferrari, if you are related to the Ferrari
1: family, Joshua and I would look great in a Ferrari. I love a good blue. And I would like a red. Oh, my
2: gosh. We would just look so great in Ferraris. I secretly want a really nice, like, just a bomb car. Like, a really good car. Because I know nothing about them. And I would pull up to old car shows and people, like I did your one... Someone'd be like, "That's a really nice Ferrari." i like, "She's pretty." Yeah,
1: I had a Dodge Challenger once, it, and it wasn't like a souped-up one or anything like that. But Josh was driving it once, and I think you were getting gas or something. And we went you? to BK and Alec to pick up food for us and Grandma. Yeah, and someone was like, "Oh, nice car,"
2: and Josh was like, I "Think it's pretty, isn't it?" <laughs> he looked at some old man like he was just yeah. not. He was like, "Oh God." Thanks, it's pretty. It's pretty, isn't it? Nice and shiny. Mm -hmm. It goes forward and backwards. (laughs) I don't know
1: what else to tell you. When I push the gas pedal, it goes... (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Keep my car clean, and I can change a tire, and uh, a headlight, and some windshield wipers, but any further than that, oh no. (laughs) I'll pay some man to do it, but even then, I hate going to the mechanic, because... They see me coming. They're mm-hmm. like, well, we're going on vacation this year because he don't know. We could tell him anything. Right. You need Although, some windshield
1: wiper fluid. I was
2: about ready to say, I know the turn signal fluid mm-hmm. is not a real thing because that's got me before. They got our aunt that way. Oh, god! At least I was like a teenager and it was just an uncle playing a prank. Yeah. Not like sending me into the store for turn signal fluid. Yeah, they got our aunt that way, yeah. Which one? Karina? Karina. (laughs) Bless her heart. Listen, God don't give with both hands and she's the prettiest of the sisters. (laughs) She
1: is the prettiest of the sisters. Bless her heart.
2: Well, as one who has been called a succubus myself on Mm -hmm. numerous occasions, and even my drag persona, Kinky Von Queef, is a succubus who rises every 100 years to devour the seed of man— You could say Lilith has deeply inspired my journey into the discovery and balancing of my shadow self. In my personal spiritual practices, I do not bow or worship anything aside from myself and the occasional Dom Daddy, as you all found out thanks to my Lisp and S-I-R-I on our Illinois episode. Ain't gonna say it out loud. (laughs) Well, even when I listen to our episode's at home, I'll have it without my headphones on, and if you say her name too loud, even on the podcast, it'll pop up. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want our listeners to <laughs> ah, crap. I'm Stop driving. Right, start writing in. I do indeed draw inspiration from my life from all aspects of femininity, from Dolly Parton to the Mother of Demons. I stand for a powerful female influence. Well, Lilith is the origin of that, and frankly feminism itself, at least from my perspective. Now in this mystery, I will be delving into Christian mythology and different beliefs about it pertaining to Lilith and other histories and mythologies that all relate to her. If this isn't part of your belief, I want to state that I mean no disrespect and Grandma Spirit, if you're listening, close your ears because I will be straying far past the King James Version of the Bible and into an interpretation that is much, much older. Abrahamic mythology. So polish your horns and sharpen your claws because the OG mother Lilith is in the house. <laughs> I can't help. You know, I love doing an evil mm-hmm. laugh. My biggest dream is to play a villain and a play, a TV show, oh, sure. even if it's just a voice. It'd be fun. Right. Well, the only reference to Lilith in the Bible comes from Isaiah thirty-four fourteen, which states, The wild beasts of the desert shall also meet with the wild beast of the island, and the satyr shall cry to his fellow. The screech owl also shall rest there and find for herself a place of rest. Originally, it said Lilitu, meaning the night demons in place of a screech owl. That term did not come around until the King James Version interpretation. The myth of Lilith has been around for thousands of years, originally known as a plethora of night and wind demons called the Lilitu, which translates to night demon, simple enough, with the earliest known origin beginning with Sumerian oral traditions. Like I said, she was first thought to be among numerous demons who came at night and preyed upon mostly young men who were unmarried. If a man woke up with nocturnal emissions, otherwise known as a wet dream, it was believed that the Lilithu visited them. The demon then took their seed and impregnated an unmarried woman with a demonic spawn. You heard that right. Lilith got her star as a way to scare unmarried people into getting married. You better hurry up and get married before Lilith comes and gets you. Basically, a boogeyman, but... For semen. A semen demon, if you must. (laughs) I can honestly think of worse ways to spend an existence. Booga booga! Gluck, gluck, gluck. (laughs) This is just the thoughts that come in my head when I'm writing my notes. (laughs) Well, how did Lilith become associated with the Bible, the devil, and Christianity in general? Well, that happened between 700 and 1000 CE a group of Jewish men began interpreting the Bible for themselves and interpreted verses in Genesis to include Lilith. From Genesis 1, 27, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. First off, anyone who says there are no pronouns in the Bible refer to the passage that I just said. Second, the men interpreting the Bible believe that that verse meant that God originally created both man and woman simultaneously and as equals. Versus the creation of Eve, who is said to have been created by one of Adam's ribs. And the rib that the Lord hath taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. The Jewish interpreters believe that God had originally made Adam and Lilith as equals But when neither would submit to the other during the horizontal tango, Lilith was cast out for not obeying a man and therefore the will of God. She then left the Garden of Eden and she called out God's true name and rebuked him and Adam. She was then chased by three angels who found her and attempted to get her to return to the Garden of Eden and submit to Adam. When she refused, a curse was laid upon her, and she has been demonized henceforth. Her curse was that she was forced to swear to the three angels that she would leave infants and their mothers alone whenever she saw the angels' names or images of them on an amulet. Because of her refusal to return to Adam, the three angels would slay 100 of Lilith's children every day. She must be pregnant an awful lot (laughs) She also had dominion over newborn babies Males for 8 days after birth and females for 20 Often being blamed for all the sudden deaths that were incredibly common throughout all of human history This myth does indicate that Lilith is clever enough to know that she couldn't win against the three angels But still bargained for her life that was very diplomatic of her and further reasoning as to why she didn't get along with Adam, who, again, did not want an equal and wasn't interested in diplomacy, only subservience and domination. Well, after Lilith rebuked God and Adam, God said, You know, I can't make women equal to men, so let me take a little rib, do a little dance, and make one out tonight. Did I? Sorry. I was listening to some... <laughs> disco the other day it's literally the same thing i do when i perform drag making a woman out of a man only i make my woman a lot more powerful than her male counterpart me versus a subservient docile slave to the wills of my desires unless you pay up front (laughs) see i think i'm so funny at least one of our listeners does thank you trevor (laughs) (laughs) Although a subservient female is still a highly sought-after commodity among some religious groups today, can you imagine most men don't even clean themselves properly and expect women to bow down to them? (laughs) Smells like mommy issues and onions, if you ask me. So Lilith began with ancient mankind attempting to rationalize the number of infant deaths. Then, she was used as a fear-based tool to get young, unmarried people to get married and sire children quickly. Then, Christianity got a hold of her, and she was used as a reason for why women are and should be submissive servants to their husbands. They are not seen as an equal because then they would be basically an evil, seductress demon. You can see clearly why feminists and witches alike look to Lilith as a deity of power and inspiration. She was the first woman to say no to a man and was damned forever because of it.
1: So in the the myth that you're talking about, it kind of sounds like God would be creating Eve as someone who was less opinionated and more servant-based. Yes. Yeah, someone who would go along with... Instead of
2: uh, Lilith, who just from that one interpretation of the Bible is believed to have been created from the same mud that Adam was at the same time. She was too opinionated. Right. And it all came down to when they were having intercourse, she wanted to be on top and he wanted to be on top. And Mm -hmm. that was what all of it started. And I'm like, how? So it's basically they were equal. Yeah. And Adam didn't like that. and I guess God chose Adam's side. No, <laughs> A good funny. therapist is not supposed to choose sides, <laughs> I mean. Now, some believe that gods and goddesses exist, but in another dimension parallel to our own. They are more portals to our own power and intuition. Like all gods and goddesses throughout human history, they receive all the praise for the accomplishments of someone, whereas I give it to myself because I'm the one that actually had to do it and lived through it. I also have a tiny little bit of minute commitment issues and the thought of committing myself to an immortal being of power just is not in my wheelhouse. In saying that, if you would like to worship me, light a cinnamon candle and put an iced coffee houseplant and phallically shaped crystal on the altar and I will gladly give you some of my energy. And probably a rash. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I will close with this because it reminded me of it. Never be afraid to tell a man no, whether it is in business or pleasure, especially in pleasure. I don't care if he is two seconds from fruition. If you're not having a good time, honey, get up and go find someone who will. (laughs) I am out of there if I get to that man's house and he does not look like his pictures. Even when they give you, and you know it's coming, the pity reply, I knew I wasn't good enough for you. I simply say, yes, you're right. Now get your shrinky dink away from me. It also doesn't hurt to carry a switchblade in your socks, just in case. Stay safe out there, everyone, and join us on Unmasked for some of the current lore pertaining to the deity Lilith and how she is portrayed and worshipped in today's world. And before I end my part, didn't want to forget my new favorite little segment. Well, bless your heart. My bless your heart for today comes from here in the United States. What struck me most about this is that it is the young individuals who started it did it as a way to bring light to something that is so dark in the reality of so many young people in schools today here in the United States. School shootings. So far this year, there have been 427 mass shootings here in the U.S., with 492 dead and 1708 injured as a result. And did you know that up to 10 days of every school year taken and dedicated to teaching children what to do when a shooter is inside their schools? I did not know that. There are also some who want to arm teachers with guns for defense. There are bulletproof backpacks and emergency measures such as collapsible bulletproof bunkers inside classrooms that are now becoming a thing. When we were in school, the most we had to do was our tornado drill and fire drills. Which only lasted a few minutes. Except when nine eleven happened. Remember, our mom and dad yeah.
1: came and got us because they were freaked out.
2: I think we did one bomb drill where you get under your desk and put your book over yeah. your head. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell is this going to do? <laughs> well, we had a we would do
1: you know tornado drills when we would get out in the hallway and bring <laughs> our books out there and put it over our necks. We'd go in the flooded basement of our old elementary, elementary school, school and walk on the yeah. boards. Because <laughs> it was wet down there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would not fly today. People would be up in all. Uh, it smelled like mildew. Breathing there.
2: in all the mold. Yeah. Well, I could not imagine the fear that I would have as a young person having to experience an actual active shooter drill for at least 10 days out of every school year. I mean, that's, there's 180 days, oh, yeah. I think, in the school year. Well, students by the names of Audrey Wang and her friends Rebecca, Caitlin, and Swarna said that they have decided to channel their fears into innovation. So they created a gunshot detection system called SIREN that aims to reduce response times in a school shooting. It is designed to detect and locate the sound of gunfire within seconds. Then, if a gunshot is detected, SIREN will provide real-time automated phone calls to law enforcement and a text message to students and faculty, which leads to faster response and containment of the shooter by police and giving those within the school more time to hide or escape. It is something that I absolutely hate that needed to even be thought of, especially by young adults. But bless all of your hearts for taking your fears and creating something that will help others with their own. I hope your futures remain bright, and I am excited to see how you will further help the world with your brilliant, positive minds. Bless all your hearts. (laughs) That was so good. Do you smell that? That's the smell of fall blowing in. The changing of leaves, bonfires, hay rides, apple orchards, and ceremonial rituals in the woods with your coven. I mean, hiking. Yes, hiking. Whatever is on your agenda for fall, don't skip out on the warming, cozy, and convenient meals that Factor offers also known as America's number one ready-to-eat meals that get delivered right to your door. Not only will factor save you time, but you'll eat great food that is good for you and fit into your healthy lifestyle. It also helps you to not feel guilty for eating all of those caramel apples and pumpkin spice everything. Shane and I are often too busy to deal with the added burden of grocery shopping for food for lunch especially when we're out on a mystery. Factor helps us to keep our energy up with our lunch to go. Their zero-effort delicious meals like grain bowls and salad toppers are ready to go wherever we may be. No heating up required. We know that with Factor, we will ease our appetites and not have that dragging, ready-for-a-nap feeling we often get when we eat lunch at a restaurant. Give Factor a try this September and eat well without any hassle. No meal prep here, honey. Choose your meals and enjoy their fresh, flavor-packed meals that get delivered right to your front door. And all of them are ready in just two minutes or less. No shopping, no cooking, no prep, or mess to clean. And I'm eating well and healthier? What's not to love about Factor? Head to factormeals.com slash mystery50 and use code mystery50 to get 50% off. That's code mystery50 at factormeals.com slash mystery50 to get 50% off.
1: All right, Josh. So for my mystery today, I'm taking us to Detroit, which is not lock your doors people (laughs) not the best place that i've ever been to but it's, it's still a very interesting place if you've never been i would suggest going a lot of history yes well we are going to go back into history to july of 1929 and i have to thank one of our listeners kim b i do not give last names another kim right kim b for this suggestion because I had actually never heard of this case. And it is such a fascinating one. I was sitting in here thinking, oh, I'll just just Google it real quick when she sent it in. And I literally went down the rabbit hole and I was just like, jaws open, (laughs) couldn't believe it. And it was just so fascinating. So I knew immediately that I wanted to talk about it. So again, we're in July of 1929, Detroit. A newsboy was delivering newspapers in the neighborhood in detroit his name's frank he gets outside the home of benny evangelista or evangelista yeah evangelista Isn't that such a cool last name i love it <laughs> <Evangelista>. <laughs> sounds like a drag drag name yeah so the boy gets to the home of benny evangelista now this home is on the near east side of detroit he peeks on the inside, you know, because when you're delivering newspapers, you're going up to the house, and that's exactly how this was right. at the time. They
2: didn't have cable back then. Got to entertain yeah, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Somehow. <laughs> so
1: you peek on the inside, see what's going on, and in my theory, just a little like insider information of like where my mindset's going. This is nowhere near of what Benny said. So it's just a little thing that I put in there. I'm thinking he kind of knew the history of Benny and he is a little nosy, you know, looking inside the house because that's totally what I would do if I I knew who Benny was, (laughs) right? And I'll explain that in a little bit. But so he goes up to the house to leave the newspaper and he's looking in the window a little bit and he said that he saw blood all over the place. So immediately he leaves to go get the police and as he goes to leave the house, he runs into a realtor. The realtor had just arrived to the house. He was a friend of the family's. He had arrived there to deliver documents to Benny because the documents were in relation to a property that Benny was interested in buying in. So the realtor realizes the front door is unlocked. He goes ahead and goes in. Now... When he goes into the house, normally Benny is inside of his office. I believe the office was actually in the basement of the home. But what we do know is that he goes into Benny's office. As he goes into the office, he notices Benny's body is sitting at his desk, slumped forward in the chair, and his arms are crossed around his chest. Now, Josh, Benny's head had been chopped off with an axe Ooh. and the police said the head was placed on the floor. Not that it had fallen on the floor, but placed. that it was placed on the floor. So I'm thinking that someone had set it up in some position of some kind. All right, Set it up
2: face forward. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> Pun intended.
1: Yeah. So I'm thinking that was the case because they're using the word placed on the floor. So, the realtor notices that there is a trail of blood and bloody footprints that lead from that office to the upstairs. Now, again, I think that this office is in the basement of the home, and I'll go into why I think that in a little bit later. However, the realtor gets really freaked out, of course, as you would. So, he leaves the home, the police arrive and they're looking over the scene now just a little fun fact in history 1929 you're imagining of course the police arriving taping off the area that's actually not the case 1929 police tape wasn't actually created yet in 1929 Uh yeah so they're just actually you know just marking off the area with vehicles or whatever they got you know so They're just making sure people aren't going to interact with the scene at the time. So the police go from the office to the upstairs. When they arrive in the upstairs, they go into the bedroom and they see Benny's wife. She is dead in their bed. Their youngest child, their son, is laying on her arm. Dead as well. Aww. Both of them have been killed with the axe. Now the police then enter the hall, and then across from that bedroom was another bedroom. When they go into that bedroom, their two daughters were in their beds, both killed by an axe. In between the two beds was the last daughter. She had also been killed by the axe. Her body was found laying on the floor in between the two beds. So, all six family members inside the home were killed with an axe. How bizarre, right? I am too light of a sleeper. I mean, you have to hear something. You would think that you would hear something. It's also very bizarre that an entire family would be butchered. Right. You know, that's normally not the case, that an entire family is killed.
2: Is the mob in Detroit? the mafia
1: <laughs> i mean there there were gangs that you know of course of that's, course there would be a that's mafia, usually a mafia the only time like
2: of some kind i can think of where a whole family would be taken out yeah. as revenge
1: well i would disagree because normally it wouldn't be them targeting an entire family and maybe they would maybe but it would be probably an extreme case because normally they would target just the person. Like, they wouldn't bring in the children. Oh, yeah. You know? So, the fact that the dad was killed is one thing, but then his wife and all the kids, and then with an axe, like, that's very manual, personal, like, up close. Yeah, dangerous, too. Like, you could
2: be caught, you could be overpowered. As we know from our first stepfather, you can hit yourself with the axe on the swing back. Yeah, he wasn't the smartest person. (laughs) So
1: it's just very messy. It's very personable. You know, you have to get up close. You not
2: only want them dead, you want them to die painfully. Yeah, I mean,
1: these were, and almost all of them have been, you know, crushed in the face with it. So, I mean, you're in a, almost like a, you know, a very manic state almost. And to further make things more weird is that nothing was taken from the home. So it's not like they were robbed. Oh, so what was the motive here so you kind of have to go back to the very beginning like you're wondering well who is benny like who could have done this so let's do that let's figure out who benny was so his full name was benjamino evangelista benjamino evangelista benjamino evangelista so benjamino and his older brother antonio They immigrated to the U.S. from Naples, Italy in 1904. Now, many immigrants, when they came over to America, they Americanized their name. And so that's what Benjamino did. He changed his name to Benny. The two brothers ended up moving to Philadelphia together. And that's where Benny became interested in the occult. Mm. He claimed to have received visions from God, which... You know, which is never a great thing. Right. Whether or not it's the occult you believe in or another religion you believe in. But when you're starting to say you have visions from God.
2: Maybe se- seek a or little. voices from therapy. God. <laughs> yeah. So. God's talking to you from your feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should probably go get some type of
1: assistance, some help of some kind. <laughs> so anyway, so his brother Antonio was very Catholic. You know, they grew up very Catholic. And. Antonio grew really disturbed by Benny's visions. As you would imagine, they went against their Catholic background and their Catholic religion. So the two had a falling out and Benny ends up meeting a man named Aurelius Angelino. The two of them work together to further explore the occult. They dig into dark magic and mysticism. This started to become kind of really popular at that time. However, things turned really south when Angelino attacked his family and murdered his two sons with an axe. Good Lord. I know. So after that happened, Angelino was arrested and sentenced. And he was sent to the Fairview State Hospital for the criminally insane in 1919. After that happened... Benny decided he was going to start over, and that's when he moved to Detroit, Michigan. Once he arrived there, Benny, you know, found a new job. He became a contractor. He settled down. He married, started a family. But soon, one by one, he started getting back into the occult again. And then eventually he started advertising and marketing himself as a mystic healer and a spiritual leader. Oh, heavens. (laughs) Well, Josh, when you're receiving visions from God, you got to do what you got to do.
2: (laughs) Got to make profit on it. Yeah.
1: So he became pretty well known in the area and in his community because of this. He sold herbs. He sold and performed hexes and... He also performed spiritual remedies. And he would also perform chants. He would charge ten dollars for his services, which just for that was reference. Quite a back then. Yeah, it was the amount earned for two days
2: if you worked in a local factory at the time. Right. I mean, this was around the Great Depression. So yeah. ten bucks. I mean, that's that's ooh, a lot of money. No dollar, as yeah. our dad
1: would say. Right. <laughs> so the basement in his home was actually turned into a ritual altar space. He charged people a nickel to come into his basement to see gods. That sounds
2: like a way to get touched where you don't want (laughs) to be, for one nickel, you can come to my basement and I'll show you gods. Now, these gods were made from papier-mâché
1: and wax figures. He had hung them from the ceiling by wires, and he actually called them celestial planets. Now, people reportedly thought that they were very realistic-looking. So it was kind of popular to come and pray to them, look at them. You know, it was a spiritual venture.
2: Well, I've seen some pretty cool papier-mâché artwork over the years. I mean, uh, I'd pay a nickel to see some cool artwork. I wouldn't be expecting nothing in return. Right. So, I mean, a
1: lot of people seem to have gone there. Now, keep in mind, this is going to be the theories in the case, okay? Now, as I mentioned, there was no sign of a robbery. No one recognized any money was taken. There was no signs of anything being stolen from the home. And there was no signs of a struggle. How bizarre. No signs that anyone was fighting back. Very weird, right? The only evidence found was bloody footprints leading away from Benny and a single bloody fingerprint on one doorknob. Now, keep in mind, everyone was killed by an axe. There was no other weapons involved. And that is very personable. And it's very up close. It's messy. It's physical. And we're talking about six people. That's very, very physical. Four kids. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the first theory that the police came up with was that the family was killed by the Italian criminal society known as the Black Hand. The reason they thought this was because they discovered notes, and the notes that they found had been threatening Benny. Police ended up believing that they didn't have any involvement, however. The reason they thought this was because of his entire family being murdered. This was definitely not their style. And also the letters that they found they believed was extortion letters from someone pretending to be the black Mm. hand, but they weren't actually a part of the black hand. So someone who was actually just trying to get money by... Knowing they were a threatening name to use. Exactly. The second theory is that The family was killed by someone who did business with Benny. Police had a main suspect who denied any involvement. The man did confirm that he went to the house the night before the murders, though. He said nothing strange or bad happened. He left the home and had drinks with friends afterwards. Now they found the man after he killed his brother-in-law with a knife. And I'll point out a knife is not an axe. You know, so it's different weapon. Now, with the lack of evidence to prove that it was him, they removed him as a suspect. There wasn't enough information. There was no motive. Why would he have done it? There's just not really enough information for it. So, not a good theory, in my right. opinion. He was just there the night before. Yeah. The only two things that brought him up as a suspect was, one, he had killed his brother-in-law with a knife. He claimed self-defense. And two... He admitted to being there the night before. Now, I will also add that it took them a lot of back and forth questioning to get him to admit to that. So, whether or not, (laughs) right, whether or not it was accurate that he was actually there the night before or not is up in the air. Now, the third theory, which is very interesting. Yes. The third theory, and I want to give a caveat to this because first of all this whole case not a lot is written about it okay not a lot is printed about it there's not a lot of podcasts about it and this piece i could only find in one other source so i'm not quite sure how accurate all the bits is okay okay? but it's very very interesting to me okay so the third theory is that benny's friend his old friend aurelius angelino killed the family of course okay he escaped from prison, though, six years before the family was killed. So, if that's accurate, that means he would have been out of prison. Okay. This is the same man who killed his two sons with an axe. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Duh. Right you there. know, Hello. Same weapon was used. Now, there is more to that story, a further twist. I'm going to save it for the unmasked. Okay. Okay. Now, I also want to add that I dis—I was, I was trying to figure out where the family was buried at in Detroit. Because Detroit's not too far from here. If I find myself from Detroit, I'd pay them a little respect. Right. The family is buried in an unmarked grave. And I thought, well, that's interesting. But then I got to thinking about it. And I could see why they would have done that. Because if they thought by any means that... The family was killed by any type of ritualistic activity, they might have been fearful that people would have been doing some weird stuff to their graves right. and like, you know, taking a disrespect. Or... Yeah, disrespect to it. And that would be very disrespectful. So maybe they did it as a way for them to actually, you know, rest in peace and not have to mess with it. You I can know? see that. Yeah. So so that that's probably a, a good choice in my opinion. So I, I just wanted to mention that as just a little aside that the whole family was buried in an unmarked grave. Damn, I know. But that is actually the case of the Detroit Occult
2: Murders. That's what it's known as. Sounds like he was maybe praying to Lilith, and she came down and was like, oh, it's this a ain't very,
1: good. No. Isn't a very <laughs> weird thing, though? I mean, because he got into some weird stuff. And in one aspect, though, You got to wonder, though, is it the case of the media and people at the time wanting to demonize someone who was doing something alternatively? Right. He wasn't
2: worshiping God and Jesus. He wasn't a
1: Christian. He wasn't Catholic. And this is what happens when you're not a Christian and a Catholic. You know, you're not a Catholic. This is what happens. So that was on my mind a little bit. But then I got to, you know, thinking about this a little more. And I do think, though, that there is something that was interesting to me because of the fact that he did have a lot of people coming and going in his house. Same. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But because of that, I could see that putting him at risk. Oh, yeah. Especially because a lot of times people go to spiritualism or any religion of any kind if they're trying to find something or if they're having a hard time. So, man, can you imagine just all those people who would know the ins and outs of his house Mm -hmm. and all it would take is just one crazy person to want to come in and just blow the whole thing up, I guess. Right. I'm having a bad month. Let me make it worse
2: for someone else.
1: Yeah. So I am just someone who doesn't like to have people at my house you know so same yeah so (laughs) i can't imagine having people coming and going like that and you know everyone has to make money i get that so all the power to him but i think that would have been a little risky especially with you know like all my kids in the house as well yeah and, like I said, sometimes you find people who get into things like I'm not saying that the occult or any type of religion I'm not trying to demonize anything, but not everyone is stable, yes and sometimes it gives them justification for their
2: yeah, unstableness. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and when sometimes people will do things and they will think that they can just pray to their God or pray to their idol of some kind and they'll get forgiveness for it and their mind is completely wiped out
2: or if he believes you know i'm actually hearing god nothing he says can be wrong yeah like even if i feel that it's wrong it's god so it must be right yeah so
1: it's just you know there's just a lot of weird stuff that can happen and i would not be open in my house to any Mm -hmm. anything and mm -mm.
2: we'll go meet at the park yeah
1: (laughs) yeah so i'm not about that life but I think it's a really interesting case and very bizarre. And, I, and I'm and i so glad that
2: it was sent in because I had never actually heard of it. And so, what? Crazy. Like, just, I can't stop thinking about how his head was just placed. placed like they had yeah. to take it and like, oh, I'll set it over here. Yeah. No, and maybe the fact the looks... whole family was killed.
1: Yeah. You um... know, like. If it was someone who was mad at him, they just would kill him and leave. Especially if the whole family's asleep.
2: He's down in the basement, you know, ain't got to bother anybody else. Yeah. Like, they went searching.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, just the fact that everyone was in bed but him. So, I mean, they were killed at night, clearly. He would have been in his office. Someone was... Yeah. So, I mean, it just seems like it would be someone that knew him and someone who definitely had it out to kill the entire family. Mm -hmm. The fact that the entire family was killed just leads me to the belief that it's someone who had the full desire to just absolutely just do this. And I mean, you would have to
2: just be in a rage to do it. And I agree. They would have had to have known the family because other, you know, you're walking through a house at night not waking anybody up if you didn't know how many people were there you'd be opening doors mm-hmm. and looking like they had would have had to at least probably known like yeah oh this is the kids room like i make my way here quietly yeah i mean it's 19 what 27 29 so there's no ac noise or a lot of other noises that we have today right. so I, i'm just picturing the house would be very quiet at night so it Had to have been a sneaky person, especially with an axe, of all things. My God. I know. But, yeah, so that's the Detroit Occult Murders. Oh, well, I am intrigued and excited for the other bit of it on Unmasked. Uh,
1: Unmasked, yes. Before we go to Unmasked, Josh, I have a review. The review is from... Now, see, iTunes will just push this all into one word, so I don't know exactly if it's J... Speakerman or J.S. Pikerman. Okay. It's probably J. Speakerman, I'm guessing. But j says they titled the review as Satisfies True Crime Fix Without the Anxiety. Hey. And they said, I had taken a long, needed true crime break because it was making me more anxious in my daily life. Been there. I know. But I have always loved mysteries and spooky things. These two brothers have been the perfect answer to that. I love listening to their banter and their stories make me feel content instead of anxious. Love the podcast and can't wait for many more episodes to come. Well, thank you Jay Speakerman. Yeah, we appreciate that and I can tell you, you know, even doing a true crime podcast on my other podcast File Play You know, even just being able to just doing the recording and stuff for them, you know, I get anxious. And so just being able to record this with Josh definitely is a good wind down. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's the whole point of Mystery Inc. is that we can even do the Detroit occult murders and try to be a little less murdery about it. Right. And
2: try to be a little bit more lean back and not as serious and stuff like that. To take in the information, but not the emotions that often go with such dark stories. Exactly. So we try to be just a tad
1: bit less serious. That way, when you're listening, you don't have to feel like this is something that you have to be fully engaged with even. You don't have to be anxious you don't have to
2: feel a certain way. You can just relax and you can have a good time. Yeah. Some true crime stuff I listen to or watch afterwards, you just kind of don't know what to do with yourself. Yeah. You walk around the house like, oh my God. I can't. Yeah. Like this one, even when I listen to it independently, I'm like, oh, I feel, you know, positive and energized now. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Jay Speakerman. Yeah.
1: Listening to Mr. Inc. is like, Taking a sip out of a nice, sweet tea. Mm, nice sweet tea. Peach, sweet tea. Mm, that sounds good. Yes.
2: <laughs> all right, Josh, are you ready to start Unmasked? Yes, we will see all of you on, or you can hear us on Unmasked. All right, we'll meet you there. Bye. Bye.